I'll uh, I'll trim out whatever audio uh, we we have before we start the live stream. But um, yeah, actually, I'm gonna start the live stream now. So muting us. You can go ahead and load up the intro or get it ready. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. It's 7.30. All right. Three, two, one. All right, hello and welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon episode 70. It is the 10th of December, 2021. I'm your host, Michael Debs. Uh, not joining us today is Denko Suvin from the Instagram handle at DenkDeLuz. He had a previous engagement, um, which, you know, if you if you put in your, your off time ahead of time, I'm, I'm very comfortable with it. Uh, unrelated, joining me as usual sometimes is John, the producer from, from the Instagram handle at Discopathic, which is a very active Instagram page. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, I've, I've low, just I've just said horrible content. things about you for like a minute. How are you doing today? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm 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 great, and uh, I'd just like to mention to uh, the viewer and uh, mm -hmm. and management that uh, it's easy to schedule your off time ahead when you're bring uh, bringing brought up on uh, federal racketeering charges. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that's that's the new lore. Is uh, Danko yes. is fighting federal racketeering charges right now. <laughs> they they were kind enough to give him two weeks' notice, which is what I require for time off uh, uh, <laughs> requests. <laughs> um, cool. Well, how have you been, anyways? Um, oh, you know, just uh, slowly grinding my joints to dust, but you know, good. Yeah, I feel that. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. great. How are you? How are you? You know, you know, I'm doing pretty all right. Um, not not top of the world, all right, but uh, making it and uh, not really having to fake it all the time. All right, so that's good. That is good. I would like to uh, to introduce a new member to the show. Um, uh, I have this this ice bucket now. <laughs> Um, so now I don't have to drink warm drinks for the second half of the show um, when when the ice melts and uh, yeah, cool, great, fancy. Wish I, I could afford an ice bucket. Well, you know, I, I actually got it as a as a secret Santa gift for my for my company's party. Um, I say my company for for the company party, uh, which which is uh, associated with the place I work at. Um, 
we we uh we're we're doing some general news today. We've we've done some some more pointed topics the last two times, and and a lot's been going on in the world. Um, so let's go ahead and go to to the first link. It should be queued up on. That's that's the the intro. Yeah. All right. So this is uh this is Russell Brand who, oh god. I, I timestamped it. I was going to make us watch the first part of it, and I was like, man, who can watch this guy for like more than a couple of minutes? <laughs> it's so fucking hard. It, it's a, it's obnoxious. It's like, oh, I might, I'm, I'm just on a fucking journey here, you know? Um, well, like, I think, I think what's, what's the worst about it is that, like, for about five seconds, you'll be thrown off because, like, five neurons will, like, you know, flash at each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he'll go off about, like, ghosts and rocks or some shit. Yeah, he, do- he does that so much. And it's, and it's yeah. really weird, but... Um... Yeah, so, so this is him talking about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan... Um... People are going crazy because uh, Dana, what's his fucking name? Uh, Dana White from from the UFC. He's the UFC guy, the guy that runs it, yeah. the guy that owns it or whatever. Yeah. Like, a, like a guy who, who couldn't hack it as a cop. Yeah. So so started a billion dollar gladiatorial. <laughs> yeah. So he started a second gladiatorial. <laughs> not not pleased enough with cop violence, he decided that uh, I'll just get two guys and make them punch each other in a ring. Um so Dana Dana White got uh, got covid uh took all of the the medications that Joe Rogan uh you know, believes people should take when they get COVID. Um, magically felt better immediately because he's got that fuck you money. And uh now we've got people like um uh we'll see Russell Brand here and then uh uh Jimmy Dore uh, cl- claiming that Joe Rogan is some kind of like anti vax hero or not anti vax hero but uh a- anti uh big pharma hero. Um, which, which, which I aim to disprove. So let's go ahead and watch Russell Brand who, fuck. No. The article, the issue actually begins and ends with the integrity of CNN's content. I believe that's right. Remember, this is in uh, the Washington Post, man. If we take Rogan's prescription claim at face value and CNN hasn't challenged it, the network's coverage was slanted in some cases and straight up incorrect in others. In this instance, you don't have to endorse Rogan to abhor CNN's coverage of this topic. Well, it's good to hear that kind of coverage in. Yeah, those are those are the five neurons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no. Exactly. As you said, this is where it's like, oh, yeah, they they kind of did misreport that Joe Rogan was taking horse dewormer. Ivermectin <laughs> has a human variant that you can take. You shouldn't take it if you don't have worms. So it's like a dumb thing to take. But if you got a shit ton of money, you can tell a doctor, I want to take Ivermectin. And the doctor will be like, yes, sir. Right away, sir. Um, and he'll give you the proper dosage. He or she or they will give you the proper dosage and it's fine to take it. Should you take it when you don't have worms? No. Does it matter? Also, no. If you have COVID, then your hypothetical worms have COVID, right? (laughs) 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 Um, 
so yes, there there was a bit, uh, and and this is not something we haven't talked about before, where the uh, news media uh, journalists used in the most loose sense possible uh, have kind of misreported, you know, the ivermectin thing as being horse dewormer and full stop. That's all it is. Um, thankfully, uh, you know, it, that's not all it is. There are people who who take it for legitimate reasons. There's people who take it in Joe Rogan's, uh, you know, circumstance. Um, but anyways, talking about that, let's go on. A uh, what you call a mainstream media resource. And we often look at mainstream media and try to find content within it that we feel is at least open to various potential outcomes. As you know, if you're a regular viewer of this channel, me, I'm on an ongoing journey of discovery. Oh, I thought this. No, you're wrong. You know, you read the comments, you see what people actually think. You get the benefit, the privilege of thousands, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions, four million plus subscribers, all of the various opinions, insights, personal experiences. And as long as you're not pushing a particular agenda, and as far as I know, I'm not. Go ahead and pause right there. You have the so he he makes the claim that he's not pushing a particular agenda, which is fucking wrong. All right. So this whole like I'm just on a a journey of self discovery and I'm learning everything and uh, I'm not pushing an agenda. <coughs> I just choked. Oh man. Excuse me. It it was the curse of Russell Brand. Um. Uh. He he is pushing an agenda. He will immediately after seeing this start pushing an agenda of Joe Rogan as, a, as an anti big pharma hero sort of guy or sort of thing. Uh, he'll push an agenda that, you know, and and he has some fair points, but he's also misrepresenting how things work, um, which we'll get into later. But he absolutely does push an agenda. Anytime you say anything positively, you are pushing some kind of agenda. And his claim, I'm not pushing an agenda. I'm just here talking and listening and learning. Uh, <laughs> he, he does push agendas in that same as Joe Rogan, who would, would probably say something like, I'm just a dude asking questions, bro. No, they, they both push agendas. And so anytime someone says, I'm not pushing an agenda, they're at least pushing an agenda of I'm not pushing an agenda, but they still are pushing an agenda regardless. Continue. The advantage of changing and learning. And one of the people that I must say was an influence on me was Joe Rogan from the times I've been on his podcast to learn a lot. Now, let's have a look at this montage, which I'd see it, see it before on another YouTuber's video. You have a look at this montage of the relationship between just one pharmaceutical company and various broadcast outlets in your country, America. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. Every single degree of that 360 is sponsored by Pfizer, but we still have a really clear outlook when it comes to subjects related to Pfizer. Now, a lot of you, I know, when I say stuff about capitalism, particularly things that are anti-capitalism, you go, no, this isn't, well, the free market's a great thing. Now, let me use this example to further advance my argument. If you have a media organization that is to some degree controlled, and by controlled, I mean financially dependent upon a particular organization, for example, obviously Pfizer. If Pfizer spent a lot of money with CNN, do you think that CNN are going to... What, what was in that edit? 
Oh, just just like, that all these these uh, news organizations have sponsors, which is fair. It's it's a fair. Well, yeah, the fair thing. Well, to I meant say. that 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 jump cut. I mean, I wonder. I, I always wonder what happened oh, to make oh, it work. Oh, oh, you're talking yeah. about the edit on and his. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. He probably said something like. Uh, I hate Jews or something. I don't know. <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's probably not true. That's probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, he's, he's probably super into like Jewish mysticism. Yeah, that, that's, that yeah. is probably true. He probably loves Jews, yeah. but like in a weird problematic way. He's fetishized yeah. them. Yeah, like he jerks off of some type of, uh, <laughs> what's it called? The the uh, Kabbalah beads or something like that. <laughs> There's just a drawer of weird jewish witch beads filled with cum he's, he's got come on <laughs> you made me say it wrong uh, kabbalah anal beads <laughs> uh, we, we only have to watch a little bit more of this uh, before, before we're done with the russell brand for the night <laughs> criticize Pfizer in the same way they would if Pfizer didn't spend a lot of money there. Do you have that kind of faith? And like, this probably doesn't apply to just CNN. There's probably numerous financial interests and numerous networks that are embedded within one another. In fact, the system itself is just various sets of these relationships interacting. That's why I figure like Joe Rogan is fascinating because due to an anomaly because of a technical advance, because of the internet, because of podcasts, because of his own personal a set of talents and various other things you know that you could list he ain't gone through that channel he's sort of whisked through the lucky sperm he's not had to hit the prophylactic of corporate yeah, interest cuts, he's right? not being stymied <laughs> yeah. by the regulations and controls that usually would come along with that level of success now this montage is just a visual oh, when i first saw this i was awestruck by it i couldn't believe it this ain't new but it's still shocking Nightline. Are, are, are we, we going to be awestruck? We don't need to watch any more of that. Um, <laughs> basically, he, he makes this claim that, uh, you know, Joe Rogan is independent and therefore Joe Rogan uh, couldn't possibly be, you know, acting in favor of Big Pharma in any way. Um, we will go now to Jimmy Dore, who I really didn't want to, like, ever talk about again. Um. But, yeah, um... I'm. I'm actually really surprised that uh, he has not been killed by those uh, two people that he's kidnapped. There's like two people in the really? corner, like oh, off oh, to the side, oh, right? His, yeah, his production team, right? <laughs> oh, oh, that's who those people are. Like, yeah, I, I, I just like I, I believe I swear he that. <laughs> yeah, I just swear that they like blink SOS in unison together in Morse code the whole yeah, time he, that they're laughing at his stupid jokes. His, uh, his old production crew was some people who were. Um, I don't know simps. I guess I don't know. Uh, so so here Jimmy Dore goes goes on the the full attack um against Big Pharma eventually. Um, again he he mixes up some some decent points with uh with with like the wrong conclusion essentially. Um, did did CNN misreport Joe Rogan? Yes, of course. Um. Does that mean that Joe Rogan is anti big pharma? Does that mean he's he's fighting big pharma? No, and and we'll find out soon why. So go ahead and play this. That's the video they put up. That's the original video. 
they made a video from his phone look worse, not better, worse on purpose. So why would CNN feel a need to go out of their way to lie about Joe Rogan and Ivermectin continuously? Why? Because they're funded by Big Pharma and Joe Rogan is more popular than them. Probably 10 times more popular than CNN. If not more. I know it's more because I saw somebody complaining in a tweet that more people watch him than Anderson Cooper. <laughs> I saw somebody oh, yeah. Way it. more people watch him. Than, I'm talking like 10 times more people. Yeah. So if a million people watch Anderson Cooper, 10 million watch Joe Rogan. It's something that those those would be the that's I don't know how many people I, I doubt a million people watch. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Cooper. I, don't I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, <laughs> I, bet. I just want to remind people this is a, another great story to if people in Eastern Europe turn on the news, they know it's propaganda. If people in Western Europe turn on the propaganda, they think it's the news. Deep. So I don't understand why people it, it, people again all the nutless wonders who have youtube shows who consider themselves lefties on youtube how they know big pharma is 100 percent corrupt liars criminals they pay billions of dollars in fines for lying all the time but somehow if you they're too scared and cowardly to have a critique of this and when somebody does they shit on them like me because well i think people just shit on jimmy Dore because jimmy Dore is shit yeah because he sucks yeah no he, he's doing yeah. the the i'm a grieve thing um pe people are coming after me for no reason uh, if i ever do shit like this please shoot me in the fucking head uh because i've i've clearly lost the thread whenever i make it personal about my own ego when um, you start to uh make yourself a uh um a martyr. Big, well-paid fucking martyr. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, continue. Because they don't have the balls to actually push back against the bullshit that's inside the COVID narrative from the establishment. The bullshit that's from CNN. They don't even have the balls to tell you the truth the about uh, a medicine that's on the WHO's list of essential medicines. Did you know that? Yes. And again, this is not to say that ivermectin treats COVID-19. That is not what we're saying. We're saying <laughs> that they buddy. lied about it, that it wasn't a human medicine. Why would they need to do that? Why do you think they would need to do that? Why do you think they would need to do that? Why don't you go and look up some of the studies? Why don't you go watch Dr. Joseph Campbell? What's his name? So not to support CNN, yeah. And also it's because uh, I think that they do think of themselves as like some type of nanny shepherd of society. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. No. C CNN that, sucks. I, I've said this yeah. consistently for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And that they think that they can control idiots from taking like lethal doses of uh, anti-parasitics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, is, you know, pretty arrogant that they think they have that much influence name not campbell john campbell john campbell go watch go watch his videos about it it's on youtube and then you'll know why they had to lie and then you'll know why they had to lie and you're the sucker and instead of being pissed off at cnn for lying to you or the media lying to you continuously and propagandizing you people still get mad at joe rogan
People are mad at Trevor Noah. Why? Because it's a fucking cult now. And fear has gotten into every shit libs brain. And now they're no longer allowed to have a critical thought about anything to do with the biggest story and consequential happening of our time, which is COVID and the response from our government. And we're the only one doing that. The only one. The Jimmy Dore show. Go ahead and pause it there. Uh, Go to the next link. Um, So Dana White explains why he sought out Joe Rogan for COVID-19 treatment advice. Uh, If we go down a little bit. um, Yeah, right there. So uh, there's a quotation uh, paragraph. Uh, He said, get monoclonal antibodies in you as soon as possible. So I did. Had the monoclonal antibodies. (laughs) It's like such a weird way. (laughs) Get the monoclonal antibodies in you. So I got them in me. (laughs) Then he told me to do a NAD drip. (laughs) I did that right after. Next day. So Sunday. There's a lot of ball stuff in all these clips that we've, we've been watching. So Sunday at eight o'clock, I have no taste in order or smell. I get up Tuesday, ready to shave, cleaning my razor. I could smell the alcohol. My taste and smell were back by the next day by 11 o'clock. Then I took a dose of ivermectin. <laughs> it's already, it's already yeah. like working. And then he like still takes ivermectin anyways. And yesterday I did a vitamin drip and today I'm doing another NAD drip. Um, so he, here's the thing about Joe Rogan being... Uh, Dorian, Dorian is in the comments. I guess he's listening to us, which I don't know why, but Hey, your day off and you, and you still come into work. I'm proud of you, bud. Um, Dorian says, uh, nobody likes Trevor Noah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, there's been some other comments. I'll read them real quick. Uh, sorry. Danko says, uh, Russell brand more like Brussels brained. Nice work. Uh, HC says the biggest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince humans there's such a thing as neutrality. Madison says uh, if you're not if you say you're not pushing an agenda, you're definitely pushing an agenda. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Red Caledon hates Quick, Jimmy uh, Dore. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, when when they when they try to, to present. Uh, Joe Rogan as as like an anti big pharma guy, right? What what are the things Joe Rogan is recommending? Uh, monoclonal antibodies and fucking ivermectin. So let's go ahead and go to the next link. Um. So so the the price of the could you zoom in a little bit? Sorry, it's like really small on my screen. Yeah. Uh, so, so the the cost of um, a single dose of the vaccine is somewhere around like a uh, there we go. It's like two fifteen per dose. We or South Africa is paying five twenty five per dose because, of course, um, but really, like the 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 actual cost to produce this is like a dollar eighteen or something like that per dose. Um, so it's actually a very cheap vaccine, all things considered. Um, could you 
go up a little bit. I, th I think it's somewhere early in the article that it says. Uh, well, maybe down a little bit. Yeah, I should I should have linked this to the uh, to the actual quote, but I forgot to. It's something like a dollar eighteen to produce uh, one of them. I think the Moderna. Uh, and then it's like two dollars for for uh, the the AstraZeneca one or something like that. Very cheap vaccine, all things considered. Um, let's go ahead and go to uh, ivermectin. The next link, um, ivermectin uh, with with a with a seventy three percent coupon <laughs> will run you uh, thirty four bucks. So uh, this is something to keep in mind that uh, ivermectin is uh, several times more expensive. Than the COVID vaccine. Let's go ahead and go to the next next link, or no, just just the next link. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't work like this. Yeah, well, gotta. So, uh, scroll down a little bit. Um, so, uh, mon monoclonal antibodies cost uh, one thousand two hundred and fifteen fifty dollars oh. per infusion. <sighs> And uh, oh, yeah. ivermectin is made by Merck and uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, monoclonal antibodies are made by Regeneron. Um, so <laughs> I, f I forget what the right. uh, what the fucking name for the monoclonal antibodies is. Regeneron doesn't sound like an evil corporation from like an 80s fucking uh, sci-fi movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well, we have good news. Uh, go ahead and go to the next link. So I, I mentioned that uh, Ivermectin is owned by Merck. Uh, Merck's net worth is uh, $184 billion. Uh, so Joe Rogan's uh, first recommendation is uh, to buy medication manufactured by a company that is worth $184 billion. This this is the anti-big pharma solution, mind you. Oh, um, yeah. There are a few billion dollars. Uh, they're worth a few billion dollars less. Yeah, less less than Pfizer, yeah. right? Like, oh, man, I bet they're really hurting. Go ahead and go to the uh, the next link. And then we've got uh, Regeneron, which is worth uh, seventy one point five nine billion dollars. Uh, so, so Joe Rogan's you know suggestion of ivermectin and uh, monoclonal antibodies are two. Uh, one one is worth hundreds of billions. The other one is worth tens of billions of dollars. Companies. Um, so this idea that Joe Rogan is like anti-big pharma while he recommends two uh two medications made by companies that are worth billions of dollars have insane amounts of of capital to just throw around and all these kind of things like yeah maybe he's not paid by merc or uh regeneron does that mean that he is not also like supporting big pharma in this way no of course not He's just yeah. dumb enough to support them regardless. <laughs> um, so, so that was some, you know, when it comes to criticizing big pharma, there's plenty to criticize big pharma about. I worked for a company that supplemented big pharma and it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it was one of the most dangerous jobs I ever worked because they did not care about worker health and safety. All they cared about was turning those millions of dollars of profit each year uh, to make, um, uh, 
basically we made a, a ingredients for larger pharmaceutical companies. Um, Big Pharma has plenty to criticize about how they price gouge everything. Absolutely. Um, do I do I think that the COVID vaccine should cost as much as it does? No, probably not. Um, you know, insulin, insulin in America costs maybe like a dollar to make for for like an entire month of doses, and it still costs people like five hundred to a thousand dollars to get for each month. Like those are the things where you should criticize big pharma. A vaccine that's literally being handed out for free right now. Um, probably not the thing that you need to assault big pharma for. Um, and when you think about it, these people who are pumping all these, these other alternative medications as like the solution to COVID, those make those companies more money than the vaccine does. So these anti big pharma yeah. guys are actually like contributing to a bigger profit margin in my mind than the vaccine is so um yeah it, it, it like, is a it is a dumb surface level critique of something uh <laughs> that, <laughs> that doesn't like actually work yeah or like like because uh, i mean i i know that they are trying to capitalize on it of course they're oh of course they're, yeah to make no, they're no, trying no, to they're, make money it's like we're all... the ones that made the vaccine or or whatever yeah but ultimately, like, do they really think that the vaccine is going to give them that much clout? Like, people are going to be like, I want my Oxycontin from fucking Pfizer. Well, fucking, I don't want that fucking. Honestly, they 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 kind of do because. Really? You think as well? Yeah. When, when the vaccine was like first like becoming popular, once once Trump was out of office and, and libs were like, oh, I can take the vaccine now because it's not Trump's vaccine. Um. People were, you know, talking about like, oh, I've got the Moderna or I've got the Pfizer. And oh. yeah, some of them were doing well, it yeah. like jokingly, but but they were also like really in they were they were essentially like girl bossing these fucking big pharma companies. <laughs> I guess that, yeah, that is true, yeah. Yeah. So so, so there maybe. there's brain rot on, on a lot of sides of this conversation, with the, without a doubt. Um Yeah, I shouldn't think positively. I should assume people are just absolutely terrible yeah you've obviously been off your medications for a while if you're thinking positively yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where's my intrusive thoughts pills hc in the comments says i think we should thank anti-vaxxers for the free shots yeah more for yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> which, which is actually kind of fucked up because uh, a lot of uh, third world countries aren't getting access to it right now because uh we we've got uh that the the Angela Merkel government over in Germany saying no these patent laws need to remain and then we've got the Joe Biden government in the USA saying no these patent laws need to remain uh and we can't just like i don't know open source the fucking vaccine so that uh, the rest of the world can get it um and and you know this is not what should be the motivation but the longer we keep poor countries from getting the vaccine, um, the more, you know, uh, variants we're going to develop, the more it's going to become like a systemic part of our life. Um, I, I think we've already crossed the threshold of, of 
we're going to hear about COVID for the rest of our lives. And that sucks, but it is what it is now. Um, oh yeah. And they're going to, they're going to sound, the names of them are going to sound more and more like Autobot names. Yeah. O- Omicron. That's uh, <laughs> e- even, even if that's like the naming convention that that works or whatever. And, and this is something that maybe, uh, maybe the STEM nerds should take into account. Um, if you land on the name Omicron for your, for your next COVID variant, just call it something else, you know? Yeah. People yeah. fudge the numbers all the time. Just fudge the fucking letters here. You know? <laughs> just name it something else, like like bad variant two. <laughs> um, oh, oh Omicron shit, sounds made up and, and everybody thinks it's made up now. <laughs> and I can't blame some of them, but also like, yeah, it's real and it's gonna suck. Yeah, now I'm like, uh, I've, I have, uh, I've talked to uh, STEM nerd friends, and it's like, I'm totally interested in like what you have to say, but you just, you say it in yeah. a way that I don't want to listen to you. Exactly. I just blank <laughs> out and I stop caring. Yeah. It's uh, like, I remember Omicron and a couple of high numbers, and you said bad at the end. So, so Dorian, uh, third hosting from the comments is, Yes, I would like two doses of ivermectin and three doses of monoclonal antibodies. No, no, I would not like one subsidized vaccine. I'm trying to battle pharma. (laughs) 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 Which is exactly what's happening here. Um shit. Let's uh let's go ahead and hit the next link up. We're gonna we're gonna switch gears to uh to pollution now. Um Man, that fucking banner advertisement is so big. Oh man, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm not. Oh, there, there we there, go. Yeah, you just gotta, yeah. Okay, there. We, you just gotta keep scrolling down. Uh so the military poisoned hundreds of people in uh in Pearl Harbor, <laughs> and and uh, you know that this says hundreds of military families. I don't like this headline. Because it's also regular people who just fucking have to live in Hawaii because that's where they were born and raised. And the military machine works in such a way that it's like dominated this fucking harbor. Um, You know, that just sounds like fake news and you hate America because obviously uh, uh, Hawaii was abandoned without people yeah. for thousands of years before military families got there. They, they were actually having a bad time before we came in with the military industrial <laughs> complex and poisoned their water. Uh, go ahead and scroll down a little bit. Uh, so this, this is, it, it's hard to find good articles on this. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out here because there's not a lot of uh, heavy reporting on Hey, the military just poisoned hundreds of families. I don't know why the the big news media isn't covering this a whole lot. Normally, they're very critical of the military. (laughs) 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 Um, But uh, this is all written from the perspective of of somebody who's who's on like military housing. Um, It talks about how the dog was like didn't want to drink the fucking water anymore and then the rest of the family started feeling sick uh barness's husband is in the u.s navy so that makes her a dependa um 
Their family is among hundreds of military families living near Pearl Harbor with similar complaints after the Navy's water system somehow became contaminated by petroleum. Somehow is a very weird word to use here because we know exactly how uh, it it was contaminated, uh, which is that the military has these giant several tens of thousand gallon tanks of like diesel fuel and other fuels for the big military base there. Uh, Pearl Harbor obviously served as a major base during World War II. A lot of these tanks are from the era of World War II, and they have not done proper maintenance on them since World War II, which was, John, how many years ago? 80 years ago? Yeah, like last week, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, think, I, think, I think you're being a little too hard on them. Well, you know me. <laughs> I, I, I hate the the new weak military. Uh, I want to go back to the old days where you would beat a private to death uh, for not uh, properly maintaining his ten thousand gallon diesel fuel storage tank. Yeah. Now now we just uh, just ruin their lives financially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not enough. So on on Wednesday, this is the paragraph at the bottom here. On Wednesday, Hawaii's Department of Health said that a sample of Navy tap water from an elementary school had tested positive for petroleum product. And on Thursday, the Navy announced that tests had identified petroleum in its Rest Hill well, which taps into an aquifer near the base. Important that it says aquifer near the base. Uh, because the aquifer also serves a lot of residents in the area. Like I said, this is being reported on as like a, oh no, the poor military families thing, um, more than it, in as much as it is being reported, which is not being reported very much. Um, it's being reported as like, oh no, the tragic military families, not, oh no, the tragic indigenous, like natives <laughs> of the, the land that we've invaded and taken as our 50th state, even though they didn't really want to be ever, um, et cetera. Um, go ahead and go to the next link. Um, so I, I did find something oh, yeah, interesting. The Navy's going to flush clean water through its distribution system. Through From where, right? You know? Yeah. Where, where are they going to, where, where are you finding all this water? clean water? <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you drinking it? <laughs> But uh, Red Kaladin, uh, uh, I I thought also reminded me of a good point. He says, uh, this is just Camp Lejeune uh, version two or three or whatever we're at. Right, uh, because Camp Lejeune had a, had a black mold issue, has a black mold issue, I'm sure. They, they probably didn't fix it. Um, yeah, which, which uh, was literally poisoning people on the base, um, getting people very sick. Uh, I know that... Uh, on the base we were on camp pendleton there there were several issues with water supplies being contaminated um maybe dorian will pop up in the comments again as as the third host from the back seat but uh we've talked before about how military bases are super fun sites by definition and a super fun site is is an area of like extreme contamination that needs to be mitigated in some way um yeah no and i'll meet brain broken people who've never been in the military when you know i say like oh yeah no for sure like the uh all these chemicals and nuclear arsenals are you know the the people guarding them you know know how to kill people good yeah 
but they were given a, a four day course on how to maintain this fucking petroleum tank. Yeah. If uh, that, absolutely. you know what I mean? Like one day out of, out of their two week MOS school was how, how to check the petroleum tank for leaks. And, and then, and you then, know, the, the solution here that that's like being given to the people affected by this is like, Oh, the Navy is like setting up showers for people with, with clean water. Uh, the army is handing out water bottles and the Marines are like, I don't know, fucking the dirt into submission or something. <laughs> um, but that costs much less than like actually maintaining the system, which is what they should have done. Uh, so, you know, the, the response to it, they're, they're kind of in like a, we're putting out a fire sort of scenario, but putting out the fire in this case is easier than just maintaining it and not poisoning poisoning uh you know thousands of people who may have lifelong effects from from being poisoned in this way yeah because the because arguably the military is good at putting out fires but if they light 95 percent of them right exactly yeah it's it's a problem that is that is what we would call a problem uh, go ahead and go to the next link. Uh, this is uh, Abby Martin from the Empire Files accidentally snuck into the uh, the UN Climate Change Conference. She didn't accidentally sneak. They accidentally let her in, I think. Yeah. Uh, she does really good work over at the Empire Files. I, d I don't know her personally or anything like that. I'm just plugging it because I think it's a good uh, a good organization, podcast, show, whatever. Um. But uh, here she is at the U UN Climate Change Conference. Uh, this this was uh, back in November 9th, um, like an ominous foreshadowing of, of what's happening in the last couple of weeks in Hawaii. Uh, go ahead and play this clip. It's pretty funny. Is is this guy right here succumbing to brain cancer from listening to this? Yeah, he, he looks, like, he, it. He looks yeah. like he's in pain a bit. Um, yeah, like the weak are falling out first, so hopefully we'll be okay. There is a, a funny, a funny note about like ID politics uh, in in this whole thing, uh, because Nancy is going to ask specifically for a uh, a, a woman to uh, to ask a question, <laughs> and then she she gets maybe not the person she was looking for as a woman. <laughs> Is it going to be one of those like I'd like to hear from a person of color from the audience, and then the person of a color of color stands up and is just like "fuck you, you fucking yeah," and then it turns, turns out to be Malcolm X mummy. or something. Yeah, basically, <laughs> your opinions are valid, but we're going to move on. Yeah, no, the the non answers here are great. <laughs> oh God, always already with the hands. And I want a woman. A woman. <laughs> Can you turn it up? Please? Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe I don't. Let's see. <laughs> Abby Martin with the Empire Files. Speaker Pelosi, you just presided over a, a large increase in the Pentagon budget. This Pentagon budget is already massive. The Pentagon is a larger polluter than 140 countries combined. How can we seriously talk about net zero if there is this bipartisan concern? I, I want to, uh, I love, I love. I, I love watching people's facial expressions. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Where this, 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 her like looking at like a handler or De security or something. Like, 
<laughs> dejected oh she's gonna ask a real question who the fuck let this person in sort of like <laughs> trying to keep her face under control seeing which camera's looking at her from what angle if there is this bipartisan consensus to constantly expand this large contributor to climate change, which is exempt from these conferences, military is exempt from climate talks. Well, I, I just want to use an example, if I can. Um, you know, the sea level rise is an important part of uh, you know what's happening to the climate. And I am not a defense person, but I've had so many talks with the Defense Department, with the Navy in particular, about how they have to respond to what's going on. So I really do think that there is no reason why what we're putting together, you know, uh, with Build Back Better and other things, can't respond to the Defense Department and, and, and have the same impact in terms of reducing emissions. And I do think that the Defense Department is very much aware of the fact that they have to play a major role, both from a strategic as well as, you know, for the good of the world. So I don't see what we're doing in any way or, you know, increasing the defense budget as being something that's inconsistent with climate action. I really don't. And may I just add that um, the National Security Advisor... Wait. He did not magic. say anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, like, she just brought up that they don't have to follow the rules. Yeah, and, and he's saying, he's well, like, yes, they understand it's a security threat, so of course they're talking about it. And it's like, understanding that something is a, a security threat is not the same as saying, I'm going to stop doing something. Uh, we, we've known for, I don't know, two decades that what we're doing in Afghanistan is a security threat to some degree <laughs> because what we end up doing is making more uh more radicals than than we're we're killing um not not making a moral judgment on on what's going on there but that's just the the bare facts of it we've known that for a long time that our engagements in the Middle East make more radicals than they than than we get rid of um and whether or not those radicals are right or wrong different discussion for a different time but when when he says oh the military understands that you know it's like a risk or a threat or, or something they have to respond to the military's response to it is how do we kill all these fucking people that are going to start coming to our country because <laughs> their countries are flooding and nancy pelosi is going to say the same fucking thing essentially and and both of these these things don't actually respond to climate change in such a way such a way that they're going to like fix it or change it or alter their behavior uh, except in in like how are we going to kill all these people that are trying to come into our country now yeah well yeah and it's like it's like well just because they 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 are exempt from the rules only follow the rules when doesn't fucking, mean that they don't know the they, rules they, exist <laughs> and that they won't follow the rules in the future that don't apply to them advisors all tell us that the climate crisis is a national security matter uh, it is of course a health matter for our children the water they drink the air they breathe etc it is a jobs issue between clean good clean technologies uh, being the future of our workforce and the training for all of that it is a national security issue because of the uh, uh, all of the con conditions that climate crisis produces i won't go into all of them but go they ahead, do ahead, cause right for my
Why won't she go into them? Because the conditions that uh, that climate change produces for for the security apparatus is we're going to have to kill a lot more people that are coming to our country. Is that why she maybe doesn't want to go into them? And and again, framing it as a national security issue is so telling because that that's exactly what they mean. Uh, but they they don't know how to mask it. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's a national security issue. Well, what what's national security? National security is like maintaining peace within our borders, I guess. Uh, so you maintain <laughs> peace within our borders by killing everybody that's trying to come over here. See, she's trying not to let it slip. Yeah, about the sea, the giant seafaring lawnmower that they're developing. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> to to mow over all of the uh, third world immigrants uh, trying to flee their flooded, uh, including American third world immigrants fleeing their yeah, flooded yeah, yeah. their lands. Yeah, people. That's from, what the two hundred uh, billion dollars is for. People from uh, like the lower Louisiana area that are going to have to migrate, um, Florida. Alabama, uh, Alabama, parts of Texas. Yeah, parts of Texas. Yeah, yeah all, all those all those internal migrants that are that are going to have to uh to move to God bless their souls, the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma. And <laughs> oh we, we don't hate Oklahoma here. Oh, we don't? Um, I'm sorry. Well, I, 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 well, I hate we, Oklahoma. We dislike the people in charge of Oklahoma. Trying to be a gentleman here and use these tweezers for my for my new ice bucket, but I don't think they're working at all. So yeah, use your use your hands like a heathen. Yeah, use use my hands like a fucking man. Uh, <laughs> continue this clip, please. Migration conflict over habitat and resources, and again, uh, a security challenge globally, and oh, then of course, of course, the moral issue <laughs> that we need to pass on this planet to future generations in a responsible way. Now, recognizing what you said, we recognize that as well. And a big user of of uh, fuel. Uh, there have been many initiatives over time more successful with more technology to convert from fossil fuel uh, to other other sources of, uh, of fuel of, to run the military because it would Go make the biggest that. difference. Um, you can't switch to other fuels to run the military. No. Just, just Wait. plain and simple. Yeah, they, we uh, can't we can't transfer transfer over the entire arsenal to electric. You 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 can't. I mean, like overnight, or not even not in one decade, two decades, or three decades. Show show me show me the the electric bomber plane. <laughs> uh, show show me the the electric jet fighter. Uh, sh- show me, show me the the non diesel like military freighter or or uh, electric. Um, I don't know, fucking Humvee. Like none of these things exist for a fucking reason. The 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 efficiency, not not efficiency in like terms of like what's green or not, but the efficiency of fuel and motors and and like the ability to like move it all over the place. Um, it's just, that's how the military is always going to fucking run. It's yeah. always going to be fuel dependent. 
you know, we, we see we see stupid things like like fucking battery operated buses and shit like that. And I, I've got bad news for everybody who believes that we can run like public transit off of green energy all the time. Yeah, you can do things like like trains off of green energy usually. Uh but things like buses, the the energy like coefficients and and like the the need to charge these batteries and the weight of the batteries versus like the the areas you're traveling in. There's never going to be a battery operated bus uh just just by virtue of how all these energy systems work. The same thing is true for the military. Like I said, there's never going to be the electric jet fighter. <laughs> it is always going to be powered by jet fuel. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's nice to, to say things like, Oh, we're looking into energy alternatives. It, you can look into them all you want. That's never going to happen. Yeah. No, I've, I've had people like bring up like, uh, like, Oh, like I'll bring up like construction or something like that, you know, like we're never, you're, you're never going to get like a, a piece of heavy equipment with a superstructure, uh, basically a, a, a power plant on it that runs off of, uh, off of diesel. Exactly. Uh, right. You're never going to get, get uh battery operated that. And then they'll like, you know, be like, Oh, well, look at this motor. It runs off of that electricity. And it's like, well, that's hooked up to 480 volts and hooked up to the grid right yeah. <laughs> you know like which is powered by either either some some massive like hydroelectric dam or some fucking nuclear power source or yeah um let's see we got some comments rolling in <laughs> oh yeah the dorian says uh yeah i'll let you uh, read could that I get... one <laughs> Yeah. Could I could I get a question from a uh, a house N word in the audience? Yeah. Yeah. Uh HCS what I'm drinking, uh it's vodka and cranberry juice. I started out with a vodka and Red Bull, you know, gets me gets me pumped up for the uh podcast. Um Okies all have weird bad butts. I should know my dad is an Okie. Dorian wants nuclear powered jet planes. Yeah, that'd be cool, I guess. Um yeah, Probably not like, though. Yeah, we could. Uh, I mean, we just irradiate more villages that our yeah. jets like, are, like eventually like crashed into. You know, right. yeah, we uh, wouldn't dude, just fill them with so, nuclear ordnance. So fucking, uh, you know what? You know what VTOLs are? Uh, what now? VTOLs. Uh, I don't vertical remember. takeoff. Uh, well, hold up. Let me let me look up the acronym. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. One of one of the first things because I've always hated acronyms. Vert- like... Vertical takeoff and landing. So the uh, the fucking um, where are they oh, called? like the Harriers and stuff like that. Yeah, the Harriers. Um, I was thinking the other day there there was one flying over my apartment complex and like doing aerial maneuvers, and um, those things crash all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, they do. And and I was thinking to myself like. The the military should like pay me a fucking stipend to to be able to fly a VTOL over my fucking house, <laughs> right? <laughs> because, yeah, uh, those those things are fucking coffins. <laughs> well, that and like I think the Marine Corps uh, in particular crashes planes in like residential neighborhoods uh, uh, more often than they should. <clears throat> yeah, no, they they absolutely yeah, do. I feel like it happened twice while I was living there. 
Um, yeah, it's it's happened more than once, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And, th- and that was why. Remember back when uh, when the when the military was doing like appreciation flyovers over neighborhoods and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had called it in advance, but I was like, man, all these fucking flyovers, something's going to go wrong with one of these fucking jets and it's going to crash into like a residential area. Weirdly enough, it didn't happen in America, but it happened in Canada because Canada oh. decided we're going to do military flyovers, too, to support all the frontline medical workers. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking plane in Canada like crashed into a bunch of fucking houses because, you know the law of big numbers you do enough fucking flyovers with enough jets that aren't properly maintained something bad is gonna fucking happen oh yeah and i mean like and also how expensive are these flyovers they've got to be outrageously expensive oh yeah they're, they're stupid yeah. fucking expensive yeah, uh, and, like and they, it's like all, all they did like i didn't know that these were going on and then it happened like they flew right over the the last place i was living at like right over to where like it felt like there was a jet engine on top of us. And I recognized that as like rockets. And I thought that like maybe we were under attack. (laughs) 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 I I don't like to claim it a lot, but I I do have some elements of PTSD and I like immediately started freaking out. I, I told my partner to like get down and away from windows. Um, I started like huddling while looking out the window, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Great, great to, to do that to like a, an area that has like a massive veteran community. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And actually, I wonder how, actually how many uh, homeless vets uh, uh, had uh, some kind of a, a flashback and oh, then one without a and doubt. Then, and then wondered, like, you know, like, how much, how many months of rent uh, they could have got for that military flyover. Exactly. That, 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 that appreciative flyover. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Yeah, it was. Uh... I just realized the, the United Nations climate change logo. Does that not look familiar to you? Uh, it, it, is that... Look up the Comedy Central logo. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, the old Coca Cola logo. No. The, <laughs> Look up uh, the Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I never placed this. That's that's not how you spell Central, but I appreciate it anyways. Uh, sorry, I have fat fingers. Oh, well, it's your fault for hiring me. Oh my god, it's the Comedy Central logo, but the big C is just reversed on the Comedy Central one. <laughs> that is fucking amazing. You, you can just go to like images probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> well, I'm going to meme that later if I remember to. <laughs> So I think that does this mean reality is like just like an elaborative elaborative uh uh simulation uh okay. satire game? It's always been that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so great. Um it, roll the rest of this. It's, it's it's kind of funny how she she ends it. 
transportation, defense, these are two of the biggest, that uh, can make the biggest difference in all of that. And that is something we're very, very focused on. As I say, the Defense Department sees this systemically, that we have to stop it as a national security issue. And one way to do that is to stop our dependence on fossil fuels, which exacerbate the climate crisis. With that, I thank you all for being here. Unfortunately, they're telling us they have to clean the room. I didn't know about that. <laughs> I, I didn't know about that. All of a sudden, the, the cleaning crew is here, and they kind of clean. <laughs> that that would be so amazing if sure. we don't want to watch Trevor Noah. Get him out of here. We already <laughs> talked about Comedy Central. <laughs> the most powerful cleaning lady in the world just shooed fucking the Speaker of the House out of a fucking conference hall. Yeah. That's that's great. You well, know? well, she's if, if if I believed it, but that would be great. She's she's the uh, the UN Secretary General of Janitorial Services. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, zoom in a little bit. Um, so uh, there's actually been a massive leak off the coast of uh, California that I, I don't think has really been talked about a whole lot. Um, I only heard about this because I, I, I set up a while back a, a Google alert for like keywords that involve oil leaking and water. Um, and uh, yeah, so apparently there was there was a massive oil leak off the coast of California. Um, it turns out that uh, when this oil leak happened, the, the drilling rig did not have... Uh, proper leak detection um, equipment installed. Um, so, you know, they they were allowed to start drilling for oil without these, these like, proper uh, systems in place to detect leaks if they happened. So, like, the leak wasn't detected for some while, and it was only detected, I think, at, kind of out of chance, uh, if we could go down a little bit. All right, so uh, the ruptured offshore pipeline that spilled tens of thousands of gallons of crude oil out the Southern California coast this fall did not have a fully functioning leak detection system at the time, according to a report obtained by the Associated Press. The report was compiled by pipeline operator Beta Offshore, a subsidiary of Houston-based Amplify Energy, and filed with Vegas federal regulators it reveals amplify is investigating whether personnel or control room issues contributed to the incident but does not explain what was wrong with the detection system uh, keep going down the report filed last week and released to the ap under a public records request gives no new details on a possible anchor strike on the pipeline from a cargo ship suspected to be the cause of the roughly 25,000 gallon uh spill Coast Guard investigators have said that they suspect the pipeline began leaking after it was snagged by the drifting cargo ship during strong winds in January. Oh, um, I didn't understand that 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 thing had been leaking for a long time. Uh oh, Dorian. Because it was Dorian has entered the chat. Not now. Oh, I'm gonna shit. have to resize oh, the fuck. windows and everything. Yeah. I I I like Dorian better when he was just writing comments. <laughs> when he was he, just backseat to <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's funnier too. Yeah. Oh shit, he's here. Hey, 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 
Hey guys. Hey, what's up? I, uh, man, I'm sorry. I uh, I'm real. Are are we uh, are we still doing a pod tonight? <laughs> yeah, you're only uh, you're only an hour late. Um, All right, cool. So what are we going to talk about? Are we so we're we're going to go live in a few minutes then, or what? What's the plan? Uh, yeah. Well, so get all, actually... get all your n words out now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's let's do the 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 ritual n wording uh, that, that yeah. we do before every uh, every podcast <laughs> at, at, the, at the count of three, three, two, one. Oh man, I really should have had like a no. like a bleeping sound effect. A, a better inward prepped or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, um, a funnier, a funnier inward. Well, cool. Thanks for joining the podcast, man. I don't know if you can see what's going yeah. on right now. Um, probably not. Um, no. What's up? Oh no, we're just we're just talking about oil. Oh. Oh. That's cool. Um, yeah, no, it's oil. It's oil's just, pretty cool. Go ahead. It's John. just so much, uh, so much more shocking now that I did. Like I, I, I assume like, oh, it had to have been, you know, immediate that that they realized that a pipe got dragged across the bay. <laughs> you would think so, but I mean, the uh, from what I understand, a lot of these these uh, uh, oil pipelines are like very low pressure. And that's why you need like detection systems because it's it's hard to tell what what like a pressure drop is because maybe there's like a a lower production or something and the pipe just isn't filled enough and like the pump is like you know the pump on the because you know we're we're talking about like the oil is drilled it's put into a pipe the pipe goes underwater rests along the seabed from what I understand more or less. and then you know has to rise back up at the shore and then there's a pumping station there that like keeps it going um i i've worked on low pressure systems like this before and it's very hard to tell when something is is leaking if you don't have good leak detection equipment this is coincidentally why i left big pharma because i worked on systems that were constantly leaking and there was not proper leak detection equipment installed on them and one time i got gassed out by that and i was like "Mm, maybe Uh, i don't want to die for big pharma um but but yeah uh, go ahead sorry sorry uh not i don't want to interrupt but uh I, I got to run. I actually have a podcast. I need to, uh, I'm an hour late for it. So, uh, it's a quick pitch for everyone. Um, I resized the screens for you. Live um, every Friday at uh, 7.30 p.m. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you guys should check it out. Uh, so, it's a great podcast. I do it with my, uh, with my buddy, uh, Michael Debs and uh, John, the producer. They're good. They're good guys. Um they, they're kind of mean to me sometimes and they give me wedgies and stuff, but they're all right. Anyway, I'm, I'm like an hour and like six minutes late now. So I, yeah. anyway, I gotta go. This is, this is, this is really bad. They're probably going to fire me. All right. I love you. Uh, take my medicine. He did the sign off. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> he bust the I mean, sign off. He- not early. He, he checked his boxes, so I yeah. guess, you know. That's, that's he, great. You yeah. know what? I, I, I can respect that uh, in some ways. Not many ways. But some <laughs> ways. Not, not many. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he he showed up. He uh, he checked the boxes. You're right. Um, we can't Man's we can't accuse him. List. We can't accuse him of not doing his job because the job checklist is literally: Did you talk on the podcast? Did you do the sign off? <laughs> I should probably make the 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 checklist a little bit more comprehensive. Um, I mean, I'll I'll pay attention to it less that way, but you know, go do 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 you? Yeah, well, you know, I I have to I have to find a way to institutionalize this. Um, yeah. So, uh, oil leaks bad. Um, bad oil leak, leaks. Leak detection equipment that doesn't actually work also bad, and and really, you know, there, there's a lot of ways that you can do leak detection. And one of them would be to uh, to um, double pipe uh, these systems, essentially. And mm-hmm. so what you would do is you would have uh, an, uh, an open pipe, right? And then you would run mm-hmm. the actual oil pipe uh, inside of that, that open pipe. The open pipe would have, you know, I don't know, you could do it both ways. You could have it where where it's a vacuum, and so if it it has positive pressure on it, uh, you detect it that way. Or you could do it where where it's got positive pressure, and if there's a pressure drop in that that outer uh, casing, then you know that oh shit, something's gotten into this, or or uh, there's been a breakage in the pipe. There's there's multiple ways you can do this. Both are there's well, probably more than have, two ways. Don't they have a, a what are they called like volumetric flow uh counters uh, at these charge stations well like like in between charge <laughs> stations like well I and mean, i guess i don't know if they have them i would just assume that they would right. have them like shouldn't like one charge station say we took in this much volume that that is another way of doing it. That's, that's why i kind of like stop myself from oh. saying both ways of doing this are fine i was like no there's like three or four other ways that you could do this and yeah oh, one, okay. of the, one of them is like measuring uh, volumetric uh, output and then volumetric like uh, input on the other side. Uh, multiple ways you can do this. Um, it's really just kind of like not that fucking expensive to install these systems uh, versus how much money oil rigs make. Like just fucking yeah. put that put that extra three thousand dollars into these fucking systems. I've assembled these kind of systems at a chemical plant before uh, I did it all using uh, in outboards and, and like programming in outboards, not that fucking hard. Um, <laughs> HC says double pipe is something you can promise, but rarely happens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and go to the next link. Uh, this is a Brian Brian Williams is hanging up the the podcaster hat. Uh, <laughs> the the news is just a podcast that we've gotten you know institutionalized. I guess. Yeah. I keep yeah, saying institutionalized because because he uh, he says something very interesting here, <laughs> 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 which uh, we we can go ahead and scroll down. There there'll there'll be like a video player in here somewhere. Not not that one with the big titty lady. Uh, this one, yes. Um, 
Well, look at the time. I'll try to keep this brief. After 28 years of Peacock logos on much of what I own, it is my choice now to jump without a net into the great unknown, as I do for the first time in my 62 years. My biggest worry is for my country. The truth is I'm not a liberal or a conservative. I'm an institutionalist. I Ugh. believe in this place hey, yeah, and in my love of country. Ugh. What the fuck is an institutionalist without it, any kind of like guiding principle? It, it just seems like a synonym for like fascist. I, I mean, kind of. Yeah. yeah, sort of. And, and this like, is the problem with liberalism is like, oh, no, I, I'm not like he, he is a liberal. Um, let's not get this mixed up. He says, I'm not a liberal or a conservative. That's not the two sides of the coin, buddy. Liberal and conservative <laughs> are like pretty much on the same edge as far as I'm concerned. Um, but you know, he says, I'm not a liberal or a conservative. That's a liberal perspective. I'm, I'm individualized. I'm taking a neutral stance. I'm a centrist. I believe in the institutions. What are the institutions without any fucking guiding principles is the problem. Yeah. They're yeah. nothing. Right except for uh things that uphold probably bad law and an institutionalist and in, in 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 uh i don't know the early days of america would have been like mm, slavery is the law buddy right yeah. like that's an institutionalist it's an institution it, it's accepted it's it's part of the operating culture of america um being an institutionalist means nothing except for you just agree with whatever is happening at the time. So for him to take some kind of like pointed uh, protest against like the anti-institutionalism that's happening, which he'll go into later, like, fuck you, buddy. Like you, you are the reason that the anti-institutionalism anti happens <laughs> because you stand for nothing. You believe in nothing. You do nothing. All you can do is just agree with whatever is institutionalized. So is he rage quitting or is he pitching his new career where all these anti-institutionalists I don't know what he's doing here. He, I, I think he's retiring kind of, but, but I also have this weird like conspiracy theory in the back of my mind that now that Chris Cuomo's fired and there's this massive gaping hole in the CNN primetime that like, huh? yeah, they, they, they need another institutionalist over there. Yeah, they, they need an institutionalist kind of guy. <laughs> I don't know if that's what he's doing. That's, that's just like a thought that I had. Um, so I'm not going to claim that that's like the motivation here. It may be possible that he's just retiring. Um, so, so how about, how about this? If, if he starts a podcast, fucking, we do another fucking, uh, uh, shitting on fucking leftist podcasts yeah right <laughs> the, the, the podcast is going to be called the institutionalist with brian williams and then he's just going to talk about like yes i love institutions and institutions are great aren't they um oh oh are you criticizing institutions right now buddy i i think uh you need to rethink that why would an institution exist if it was not just how are we going to get to the gulags if the trains aren't running? Yeah, the trains got to run on time. Dorian in the comments says, next week's workshop is on Nick Land, Nietzsche, and Bataille, and it's open to the public. Love you. Bye. Uh, yes, join the Truncata workshop, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A. Um, you can find that at patreon.com slash truncata. 
you can message Dorian or myself and we will give you free access to the workshop. Um, go on. The darkness on the edge of town has spread to the main roads and highways and neighborhoods. It's My now God. at the local bar. It, I've already uh, paused because like, yeah, no, this is this again, is like when, when like old white guys start, you know, talking about, you know, like scum on the road, exactly. It sounds like something that an old racist white guy says as he shakes his fist at some black teenagers. Without a doubt. And the bowling alley at the school board and the grocery store. Oh my God. And it must be acknowledged and answered for. Grown men and women who swore an oath to our Constitution, elected by their constituents, possessing the kinds of college degrees I could only dream of, have decided to join the mob and become something they are not, while hoping we somehow forget who they were. They've decided to burn it all down with us inside. That should scare you to no end as much as it scares an aging volunteer fireman. To my coworkers, my love and thanks. I, and I, I don't say, know where that comes from. I don't know where that, as much is, as it is, scares an aging volunteer fireman. I guess maybe he does volunteer firework. I don't know also, that though. And also what's with the bragging on him he's he's de this is this is a this is a uh what do you call it a linkedin uh like fucking dating profile or whatever <laughs> fucking people do on those things yeah no yeah. it's like one of those old vhs's from the dating agencies brian williams uh msnbc primetime newscaster also <laughs> volunteer aging fireman <laughs> Scared of road herpes. Yeah. Scared of the darkness coming into town. <laughs> <laughs> Institutions. <laughs> so that's, that's under his uh, sexuality. <laughs> you almost got me there. <laughs> Everyone I've worked with has made me better at what I do. To my family, love and thanks doesn't begin to cover it, but now I have the time to better express it. My friends know who they are. No one's been blessed with better friends. To the guests on this broadcast, as you heard the nice man say a few minutes ago, it's always been about you. Otherwise, I'd be staring into the camera for an hour, five nights a week, and nobody wants to see that. You are the 11th True. hour Literally and will continue does, to be the 11th yeah. hour. This is where I thank you, however, for being so great for explaining these last five years. As a proud New Jersey native, this is where I get to say regrets. I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. What a ride it's been. Where else, how else was a kid like me going to meet presidents and kings and the occasional rock star? These lovely testimonials that I can never truly repay make me hyper aware that it has been and remains a wonderful life. It's as if I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning in Bedford Falls. The reality is, though, I will wake up tomorrow in the America of the year 2021, a nation unrecognizable to those who came before us and fought to protect it, which is what you must do. I mean, it's also unrecognizable to those who came before us because, you yeah, know, women, how women, time works, right? Yeah. <laughs> women, women have jobs and yeah. 
and only guys in uh in blue black or tan uniforms are allowed to kill black uh, people i bet this country is completely unrecognizable to uh i don't know christopher columbus (laughs) or like uh, (laughs) general lee (laughs) now my colleagues will take it from here I will probably find it impossible to be silent and stay away from you oh. and lights and cameras See, this is where I'm after saying, I like, experiment I with angle. relaxation and find out what I've missed and what's out there. Every weeknight for decades now, I've said some version of the same thing. Thank you for being here with us. Us, meaning the people who produce this broadcast for you. And you, well, without you, there is no us. I'll show myself out until we meet again. That is our broadcast for this Thursday night. Thank you for being here with us. And for all my colleagues at the networks of NBC News, good night. Yes, play them out with the music. Like, I just like wonder like how many like people were just like vomiting into their coffee cups. Probably all of them. Yeah. Remember, this is the guy that lied about uh, like being under fire while he was. In a oh, that's right. Like, yeah, that's this guy. Not, not a man without his lies. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and take a, a quick fiver here, um, and we'll uh, we'll we'll be back in just a uh, just a couple of minutes. Um, but the uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've got a I've got a healthy prostate and a strong pelvic wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I wanted to hear anything described. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, I'm ready whenever you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Okay, we are back. Sorry about that. I I had to see to a man about um I don't know. I got drunk and I had to take a piss. Um <laughs> Let's go ahead and go to the next link. Oh, Jesus. Now get that guy out of here. Uh, so we, we actually called this a long time ago uh, that Chris Cuomo was probably <laughs> helping his brother. Um, this is not the kind of win that I like to have, but it's a win that I, that I'm going to, uh, to accept as real. Um, I, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. I'm I'm going to give us as a podcast a pat on the back for 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 seeing this. Um, <laughs> you know, going going back to this whole subject, the fact that Andrew Cuomo had to resign because of sexual harassment allegations, yeah, he should have had to, but he also murdered a fuck ton of elderly people in his state <laughs> along the way well um, you're allowed to do that yeah and and that was something that was way more provable in my mind uh because there's there's direct policy decisions that he made uh that led to uh people with covid being housed in elderly care facilities where elderly people are most prone to uh to dying from covid um, but you know, whatever the the sexual assault stuff brought him down. 
Uh, it turns out that uh, little bro, Chris, Chris Cuomo, um, I said his name weird with like a list. Chris Cuomo, because <laughs> his last name is weird to say. And I was prepping myself for that, but I uh, didn't do it properly. Anyways. Cuomo. <laughs> Chris Cuomo. Cuomo. Um, so, so two Italian boys just being Italians. Uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead and scroll down to the to the body of the. Uh... This is this is how CNN uh, found out about it because they could hear them yelling about it in the <laughs> yeah. other room. Look at that! Look at that cheeky little guy. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so CNN fired. Uh, go go back there. Nope. Oh. Yep. There you go. CNN fired primetime anchor Chris Cuomo on Saturday after new information came to light during a review of how he helped his brother, former New York governor Andrew Cuomo, respond to sexual harassment allegations. The news network said it has retained a law firm and will proceed with its investigation as appropriate despite, despite Cuomo's termination. CNN did not provide further detail on what information was uncovered during its review. Um, so basically the investigation has brought to light that uh, Chris Cuomo was using his uh, news media contacts to um, maybe get ahead of uh, accusers and uh, dig up dirt on accusers to dissuade them from accusing Andrew Cuomo. Um you know, like like I said, th- this is something that we called on the podcast months ago, and now it's like finally reaching the mainstream. Where yeah, duh, of course he fucking did this because they're both fucking weirdo creeps. Um, yeah, and so next podcast prediction yeah. that this is going to uncover that Chris Como was helping his brother sexually assault women. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. No. There was already an allegation that Chris Cuomo sexually assaulted somebody that he worked with in the past. So it stands to reason that maybe they were doing some of these kind of things together. We'll find out. But I, I do stand with the uh, with the prediction that, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to come out that they may have been in cahoots. Um. Cuomo hoots. Nah, that pun doesn't work. Sorry, I tried it. it. I tried it in my mind. It worked in my mind. It didn't work out loud. Uh, let's go to the the CNN communication statement. Statement from CNN: Chris Cuomo was suspended earlier this week pending further evaluation of new information that came to light about his involvement with his brother's defense. We retained a respected law firm to conduct the review and have terminated him effective immediately. While in the process of that review, additional information has come to light. (laughs) (laughs) Despite the termination, we will investigate as appropriate. Um, Let's go ahead and go to the to the next link. Sure, because it turns out Chris Cuomo has a severance package as part of his. contract uh i i guess to the tune of 18 million dollars which jesus christ i would get myself fired too if i had 18 million dollars in it um but not that way uh i would get myself fired a different way yeah like taking a shit and like the fucking uh, yeah, or like, or like saying joe biden's a motherfucker on live live tv or something <laughs> like 
I, I would get myself fired a legitimate way, like a man, not not like a weirdo creep. Yeah. Uh. So so Alan Dershowitz has come to the aid, and and God, I hope this is a pairing that happens because it will just say so much about the situation. Um, Alan Dershowitz says he thinks Chris Cuomo will win his $18 million contract fight with CNN. Um, I don't think anybody really asked for Alan Dershowitz to throw his hat into the ring here, but I think he's throwing his hat into the ring anyways. I hope that uh, Chris takes him on as a lawyer because, like I said, it will say a lot about the situation. Um <clears throat> Reports have suggested that Cuomo was considering pursuing uh, CNN for $18 million, said to be the remaining value of his multi-year contract with the network. Dershowitz, a Harvard professor emeritus, which is a weird way to describe somebody that's been on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, um, (laughs) said in an interview on the right-leaning network Newsmax that Cuomo, CNN's former top anchor, hadn't misled anyone during his time there. Um, so let's go ahead and go to the next link, uh, because, uh, Alan Dershowitz is a, was a weird character and that is such a huge banner. Just, just scroll down. I think more like Alan Dork's witch. <laughs> You're right. Shitwits. Dork shitwits. Yeah. Uh, Alan Dershowitz helped sex offender Jeffrey Epstein get a plea deal. Now he's tweeting about age of consent laws. Um, oh go ahead and go down. I think there's tweets somewhere embedded in here. Jesus Christ. So fucking uh, uh, highly educated pedophile Alan Dershowitz. Yes, highly educated pedophile who has been on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Like I said, go back to the last article real quick. Um, Dershowitz, a Harvard professor emeritus. Like I said, Weird way to describe a sex predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go, go back to the box article. Um, let's see. There, there's got to be... Uh, I think there's tweets somewhere in here. Tweets. Uh, if not, he, he talked about how like the age of consent should actually be like 14 or 16 or some shit like that. Uh, weird guy, not a, not a person I would want on my oh. side. Um, yeah, like I said, one of Epstein's accusers says Dershowitz abused her too. Hmm. Professor Emeritus, sexual abuser Alan Dershowitz. Who can say? Oh man, it just get, keeps getting worse. Yeah, no. Uh, if you guys want to go uh. on a, on a weird ride, look up Alan Dershowitz. Um. And and Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> there we go. I stand by the constitutional, not moral, argument <laughs> I offered in my controversial op-ed. If a 16-year-old has the constitutional right to have an abortion without state or parental interference, how could she not have the constitutional right to engage in consensual sex? Uh, because we're talking about 16-year-olds on 16-year-olds, not uh, weird old dudes riding in planes headed to... Uh, what what is it? Little Saint John Island or whatever. Um, fucking adrenochrome. Fucking yeah, drinking island. adrenochrome while while they uh, uh, commit sexual assault on teenagers. Um, let's go ahead and uh, 
we we need a palette cleanser at this point i i thought and in, in, in doing all the links so we'll look at some dave rubin stuff um ah yeah the wash away my rage and just fill it for yeah. fill it with disdain fill it and... with different rage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> berry flavored rage I, I, I would like to uh to impart to the to, to the listener and the viewer that i don't know how to have happiness <laughs> so i spend all day looking at the worst things i can find and and then uh and then i i go you know what let's make fun of dave rubin that'll be fun <laughs> um so this is uh this is dave rubin and and he's got an interesting analogy between people who don't want to get vaccinated and uh the holocaust <laughs> oh my god why can't people help themselves uh, you know, yesterday I showed you a video of a 92-year-old Holocaust survivor. Okay. Uh, who survived <laughs> Auschwitz. That was really the most brutal of all the concentration camps. Um, and talking about how this stuff, the, the creeping side this of authoritarianism, <laughs> how it happens incrementally. First, you sort of talk about those people in that certain way. Those people are diseased. Those people are dirty. Those people are <laughs> greedy. Those people... What the fuck? <laughs> The leap he makes from like those people are dirty, those people are deceased. They're greedy too. Like, uh, buddy, that's not Ooh. where the the Jewish criticism started. <laughs> it didn't start with they're dirty, they're diseased. Um, and 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 to be fair, nobody's like. I mean, yeah. There, there is the the liberal notion that oh, you're not going to take the vax. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yeah, obviously all that kind of rhetoric is happening. But what, like, is actually happening out of that besides uh, you can't work for the federal government unless you're vaccinated? You guys believe in the fucking free market, right? Don't work for the federal government if you yeah. believe in the free market. Dave Rubin as an anti-federalist kind of person should be like, no, the, we shouldn't work for the federal government anyway. So fuck them. Um, <laughs> fucking asinine, stupid, fuck him. What an idiot. Continue. Has he been wrinkling or ironing his forehead? Uh, I mean, he probably gets Botox or some shit. He, he's, he's pretty fucking rich, despite the fact that he's one of the dumbest people that has ever like been placed in front of a camera, me notwithstanding. Um, but like well, he's got I a mean, crew on the other side of the camera. I just have a fucking Logitech on top of my monitor. <laughs> and you know, at least you can read your teleprompter instead of uh, stare at it incredulously. <clears throat> I know? actually, I actually have a, a, a little side screen that's somebody just miming the words to me because I'm illiterate. <laughs> I, i'm just like, really quick on the take up when, when <laughs> in, in mouth reading <laughs> i can only read in pictographs yeah. <laughs> and gesticulations i have somebody live live uh live translating all of all of the uh, the words on the screen into hieroglyphics which i interpret <laughs> <laughs> continue all right <laughs> Let's listen to this idiot. People are evil. Then you say those people shouldn't be on those benches because there's other benches they can be on and they shouldn't be at our schools because they can have their own schools and they shouldn't go on these buses and they shouldn't go into these theaters. Maybe they shouldn't shop at the same hours as us and the series of things that happen slowly 
because now it's very strange quick. what's happened. You could say all these same things about pedophiles. <laughs> First, they say that these people are dirty, they're diseased, they're greedy, they don't belong on these benches, they shouldn't be allowed around schools. <laughs> Why are they talking to my daughter? <laughs> First, they tell them where to live. Yeah. <laughs> now you got to talk to all your neighbors when you move in. <laughs> this is like oh the dumbest God. way that you could possibly relate the, the, the actual tragedy of the Holocaust to people who just don't want to fucking get a vaccine because big pharma. Um <laughs> I want to spend $13,000 for regenerative RNA, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Which, which again, I understand why people would have criticisms of big pharma. I understand why large swaths of the community are mistrusting of the vaccine because there's been a lot of really bad things that have happened with big pharma, of course. But, but to say that these are the same things as Holocaust victims is, frankly possibly the dumbest fucking thing you could say um, yeah i i went to get my vaccine where all the white people go to get their vaccines yeah exactly yeah i i, I didn't go to uh the uh you, you, um, you majority kn- black or hispanic neighborhoods <laughs> to get my vaccine you, you didn't go to tuskegee oklahoma to get your vaccine no 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 i i, I didn't go to Pflugerville, our uh, Tuskegee, Oklahoma, yeah, you didn't go I guess. To, uh, uh, fucking Flint, Michigan to get your vaccine. Yep. No. Yeah. Yep. All, <laughs> all those people have a, have a syphilis AIDS. Yeah. And, they, and they got some, the, the government tested something on them. Yeah. I was lucky. I, I, I was working for the government when, when the vaccine came out. So I got like first in line, this is the government vaccine treatment. And, um, a lot of white people in the government, so I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, but they know your they they know your race for sure, you know. Like I went in there blind. Yeah, but I didn't schedule an appointment. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> to all of us in the last two years, if you would have asked most people two years ago, like, how did the Nazis come to power? How could something so obviously evil come to power? Most people really wouldn't know. You wouldn't really understand. Yeah, you could read it in a textbook and you could go, oh, there was this guy Hitler and he was this really great speaker and Germany was really upset after World War One. <laughs> no, nobody knows how the Nazi party came to be. It wasn't, I mean, they put it, it in books. That, it wasn't that Germany like suffered a major loss in World War One, and, and they had this like national disgrace and a, a response to that national disgrace was like an increased level of nationalism that, that reared its <laughs> ugly head. And there just happened to be like an opportunistic leader who was there ready to like harness the power of this, this uh, response and nationalism and also promise like an economic future to a bunch of people who were struggling financially. Nobody knows how Hitler came to power except for like good speaker. <laughs> not that he was an authoritarian uh oh shit words fucking um uh, oh yeah populist yeah. yeah not that he was an authoritarian you know, populist we, that was like promising yeah. people something that they they had lost um 
He was just yeah, a really he, good speaker, and nobody knows how he came to power. Yeah, no, that that I that wish would to sound be as dumb as like Dave a, Rubin is. Yeah, you know, like to be like, this keep, oblivious to like everything that would be fucking amazing. See that 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 does like drain my like rage away when I do realize how fucking dumb he is, you know. But I wonder how dumb he is. Like, do you think he's so dumb that uh, that because like I feel like he's uh he's uh trying to uh, avoid the fact nobody knows. Because it, it would sound too much like a, an I, old orange I, I, dick that he keeps in his mouth. I, I've I've seen and read lots of interviews with people that have known Dave Rubin personally. And from, from what it sounds like is he and his husband are like a traveling duo. And his husband, who doesn't ever appear on camera ever... I've I don't, I've never I've I've watched a lot of Dave Rubin. I've never seen Dave Rubin's husband. We don't have to look him up. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's from, fucking uh, it's from it's everything. <laughs> yeah, from from what everything I've I've read and heard, it, uh, it seems that Dave Rubin's husband is kind of like the brains behind the operation. Which yeah, look at the guy. Who could trust that guy? Uh, and and he kind of writes everything for Dave Rubin, oh, and it, uh, and Dave just kind of like repeats it, no matter what it is up on the screen for him. So, gosh, fucking, it's just so weird seeing like like uh, I actually uh, right wing gays, see, yeah, right wing <laughs> gays, yeah, because like like look, they're they're like it's like Grandma, I will touch his hand, I won't clasp his hand because yeah. I respect you. And your archaic fucking uh, mm-hmm. arcane fucking superstitions, yeah. and and I swear to God, Grandma, we will kiss when the when the pastor <laughs> says we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Not before. <laughs> Is that a piece of broccoli? Okay, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> we never needed to see that. Next, next. There we go. Continue this. <laughs> and they were economically depressed, and they needed a scapegoat. And you can sort of intellectualize it at some level. Uh, but how does that get you to, oh, we're going to exterminate six million of our people. We're going to launch Pause. a war and, and millions and millions. Uh, how how does scapegoating an entire race lead to extermination of that race? Gee, Dave, I have no fucking idea. How could that possibly happen? How could it be that, that we blame all of our problems on one group of people, but we're going to just kill them? What? Who would ever or- think of that? Who would ever think of we blame it all on the Jews and then people start thinking, hey, maybe we should just kill these Jewish people. (laughs) It it couldn't have been that they wanted their shit either. Mm -hmm. It it, it couldn't have been that. Yeah, it couldn't have been that like whatever, whatever you want to believe about the Jews. um, They they were pretty financially successful in a lot of areas of Europe and uh, people saw that as like some kind of plot. Uh, when it when it was really just that like the the Jewish culture was very business minded, um, and there there are criticisms to be made about like the business minded aspect of Jewish culture culture for sure, but that doesn't mean that you kill six million Jews because they they are business minded when you yourself are a capitalist as well, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the, those Jews are so good at business. <laughs> I'm not as good at business. I, I should kill them. Um, yeah, no, that the, there was a financier class of, of Jewish businessmen 
who made it very successfully in Europe. Um, but there's also been lots of uh, successful German financiers. There's lots of oh, yeah. financiers of every kind of European. Um, it just so happened that Jews had a different religion in a place that was uh, you know, increasingly Puritan and, um, uh, I mean, either Catholic or Protestant, but Christian and Jews had a different belief where they did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. There's, there's so many things at play here that that could be worked off of. Uh, but yeah, the, the, Oh, you got a scapegoat and then we just killed the scapegoat. What? Who would ever think of that? Like what a fucking idiot. Continue, please. Things <laughs> Russians are going to be killed and we're going to rampage across Europe and all of those things. And how do you turn citizen against citizen and make people that were neighbors next thing you know, literally shooting their neighbors and having them dig their own ditches and all the extraordinary horrors that are almost too crazy to mention, right? Has it happened? Well, I think if you asked most people two years ago, they would have given you some intellectual version of it, where in the last two years, I think we can all kind of see it at this point. You can kind of see it. You can kind of see how for two years you would demonize, demonize. Those people shouldn't go on planes, happening in Canada right now. Those people shouldn't go on trains, happening in Canada right now. Those people should be put in quarantine camps, special camps. Um, those people should not go on trains is the exact opposite of what happened in the Holocaust. <laughs> Just going to point out that little inconsistency right there. Uh, uh, German Germany uh, in, in the, the 1930s, famous for not putting Jewish people on trains. Yeah, they weren't. They, they, you never, you never, you couldn't find a Jew on a train mm -hmm. in Germany. Yeah, you, you couldn't find. I don't know an, an entire uh, cargo uh, train full of Jewish people headed to an extermination camp on on a train. Yeah, they 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 Ubered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they walked themselves into it. If you ask some people. Uh. That didn't feel good coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah if like Holocaust denialism. <laughs> Some, that, that somehow was a, not that was that a funny. sarcastic comment. Uh, YouTube moderators and or Mark Zuckerberg, whoever, whoever's reviewing this. We would never doubt the Holocaust. We would never doubt the Holocaust. Or the Holodomir. <laughs> All sides. I'm a centrist. Radical centrist. Go ahead. Radical institutionalist <laughs> yeah, procedural radical arrest. Radical institutionalist. <laughs> institutionalist is my sexuality and proceduralist is my pronouns. <laughs> what, what are your pronouns? <laughs> proceduralist. Hero and crossy. <laughs> Camps for them happening in Australia right now. Uh, those people shouldn't be able to go into certain stores without showing their papers. Happening in New York City right now. Oh. Happening in Los Angeles right now. So the slow creep of these things is, I think, showing us something very, very evil, but very important to know. You know, you have. So I work as a contractor in yes. uh, school districts, right? Right. I have to show my papers 
not even before the pandemic yeah, I, I was going to say prove to you, them that I was not a pedophile. That you're the contractor that they asked to come uh, over. Yeah, I've I've got to I've got to get background checks. I've got to promise I'm not a pedophile. Fucking I, all kinds I, of things. As I said in the top, uh, these are all things you could say about pedophiles. <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed on these benches. They shouldn't be allowed in your school districts. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> who's who's really to say, you know, whether or not uh, anti-vaxxers are Jewish or pedophiles? <laughs> this this, this kind of reminds me of like the like extreme fucking like Second Amendment fucking R words that that they they like to make this exact same comparison. Like, oh, like I can't fucking like walk into a daycare yeah. with a fucking AR-15. And it's like, no, you shouldn't walk into a no, daycare weird, with a dude. fucking air like, 15 you, you you also shouldn't like shop for groceries with your fucking air 15 if you're going to be so serious about something like the second amendment that you're carrying around a gun uh in, in the fucking uh grocery store you should probably just fucking grow your own crops if you're if you're going to be that like radically uh independent which is something I agree with. I agree with that kind yeah. of radical independence where I would like to start growing my own crops eventually. I'm also not walking into the Albertsons around the corner from me uh, wielding a fucking assault rifle. Yeah. And I mean, it's also just such a dumb weapon to be walking around fucking stores with. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, y- you and I spent, spent months of our lives uh, having to have an uh, M16 attached to us at all times. That shit is incredibly inconvenient. It's super fucking inconvenient. You it's sling hot. it around. You sling it around as much as you can. You put it on your back. Yeah, you, you maybe need to reach something on the lower shelf, and now it's like fucking dug into the the ground and like <laughs> banging on your ass and like makes you feel uncomfortable because you know you got a round full of or a magazine full of rounds inserted into it, and and you don't want to like accidentally fucking shoot somebody. Like if if you well, really walk around with with a rifle all the time, you realize like how stupid walking around with a rifle all the time is. Yeah, it's like in in World War Two, freaking uh, soldiers and uh, service members had uh, bruises on their thumbs from the M1 Grand, but yeah. we have a fucking bar shaped bruise on our fucking shins. Exactly. So fucking yes. Banging it into shit, Just fucking bap, all the time. Uh, oh fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember a guy that we deployed with uh, was uh, he was kind of like walking at a, like a steady pace or something. He tripped over something. He had his rifle in front of him, like slung down towards the ground and uh, the rifle dug into the ground. The butt went directly into his fucking lip and he did like <laughs> fucking like 10 stitches to repair his goddamn <laughs> lip because he was walking around with a rifle all the time and tripped. Like that's the consequence of walking around with a fucking rifle all the time. At the very least, walk around with a pistol. You still look a little bit silly when you're in the fucking grocery store with a pistol, but you're you not going to like destroy your fucking face with a fucking pistol. <laughs> yeah. At, at least there's that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next Dave Rubin clip. Um, this is uh this is incredible um you may not know it but but there's a (laughs) there's a possibility that we're in a cold war 
a, a civil cold war right now. <laughs> go, go, oh ahead my God. go ahead and play it. This is a real problem because there's a set of people who are basically, they're basically Cobra Commander from the old G.I. Joe cartoon. Uh, Remember every sorry. episode of... Um, who, who the fuck? I played with G.I. Joes as a kid. Uh, every boy around my age probably probably played with G.I. Joes as a kid, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Do I ever reference anything in terms of like, oh, this is just like when Cobra Commander uh, fought, uh, I don't know who main G.I. Joe guy is because I don't fucking care. I, I don't <laughs> care. This was uh, just like when the White Ranger became the evil Green Ranger. (laughs) (laughs) This is just like when it turns out in Dark Souls, when you become hollow, you go insane. Um, I I would never reference real life in those terms because I understand the difference between uh, what like child literature is and um, what real life is. Uh, but this I, is something Dave Rubin does a lot, where he talks about things like uh, Thanos from the Avengers. Or, I think it's uh, the closest thing he's gotten to reading. Uh, I think it is, too. And and now he's talking about Cobra Commander from G.I. Joe. Um, could you maybe, like, I don't know, at least upgrade to, like, Darth Vader or something, right? Like, <laughs> like get get a so little like, bit more ingrained into the popular culture if you're going to start making dumbass fucking references yeah. like this. Yeah. Continue, please. G.I. Joe ended with Cobra Commander trying to control the world, right? He'd have a weather machine or some crazy space laser or some underground thing, and he wanted to control the entire world. And then at the end, he couldn't get it. So if I can't have it, nobody can. And that's sort of what they want to do, meaning they want to just destroy the whole damn thing if they don't get everything that they want. So are we going to end up in some sort of like cold civil war situation? Probably. We're probably in it right now. You know, and it doesn't mean that we have neighbor attacking neighbor, although in some cases we do. Wonderful. We were probably in it right now. And that doesn't mean neighbor attacking neighbor. Like, oh, okay, then what is the civil war then? What is actually happening that is civil war adjacent that we're in a cold civil war right now and we don't know it? I I guess it's that more people, more and more people wake up every day realizing that they can't survive in a capitalist society. Is that, oh, is that, that, is the, that cold, the cold civil war? Is that the cold civil war? <laughs> yeah, the cold civil war is like, be, and, and and I talk to I talk to people that are kind of like nominally on the right uh, on the same subject, and and I think everybody kind of agrees. Like, I I don't even necessarily want communism myself. But people on the right are like, yeah, this whole like financialization thing is fucked up and it's not working and it's it's like destroying our country. Um, I don't really care about our country necessarily. I I care about a a grander scheme of things, which is like, you know, people in other countries as well. Um, Yeah. But, you know, the nationalist tendency is to be like, hey, this this financialization thing is destroying our nation. I'm more of the the opinion that this financialization thing is destroying our world. Uh, but like mostly people just agree that like capitalism is not fucking working. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, but like, we're in a cold uh, civil war, according to the dumbest guy I've ever heard talk. Yeah, because some people just hate having things or something. I don't. Uh, is he going to explain it? No. No. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, has he ever? No. I guess not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Go ahead and play progressive the cities. Um, and I would hope it would never come to anything that would be any more physically violent. Like we got to figure out ways. But the thing is, if if you want to be left alone and the other guy just doesn't want to leave you alone, you got a real problem on your hand. And that's what we have to figure out. And I think that that's what DeSantis is really focused on in Florida. He's going, <laughs> look, Biden's ridiculous. The federal government's out of control. I can't fix all that. What I can do is fix what's going on in the borders of my state. And I think that's how we should all be dealing with the borders of our own property and, and where we want to live and everything else. Um, so De DeSantis, um, I, I believe he's anti-abortion. I might, I might need to be fact-checked on that, but uh, he invokes the name of DeSantis. I don't think DeSantis is, uh, is doing anything to like protect people, anything like that. Uh, DeSantis is a weirdo, like right wing nut job. Um, probably going to be a presidential contender in 2024. Get ready for that, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. And, and it's so great that we have such a strong Democratic uh, presidential leader right now that's doing a lot for the nation so that uh, people will will question a Republican vote. Um Never mind. Yeah. We don't have that. Yeah. Uh so so the last thing I would like to touch on, and and I'm sorry, we're we're kind of going a little bit late here, but uh well, not the last thing. Second to last thing I'd like to touch on is uh immigration in, in the United Kingdom. Um let's go ahead and go to the next link. Uh and and also how how liberal responses to to the right uh don't work. Um, so this, this headline says Johnson, not serious on solving channel crossing. This says Macron, uh, Macron is, uh, France's, uh, president. Um, the, the sub, uh, the subtitle here is you don't communicate via tweets and open letters. French president Emmanuel Macron says, so this is like the liberal tendency to, to trust the institution Hey, we don't talk through Twitter. We don't talk through open letters. We talk through through communications between leader to leader. Um, and and basically what uh what Johnson was saying at this point, this was three weeks ago, I think, two or three weeks ago. Mm. Uh well scroll down actually just a little bit. Uh November 26th, uh 2021. So yeah, like two weeks ago. <clears throat> Uh, so Johnson's, uh, Boris Johnson is talking about like turning away people at the channel crossing. Uh, there are people migrating from France to, uh, uh, the UK, uh, through the channel. Um, Boris Johnson is saying, oh, we should turn these boats away, governor. Um, <laughs> it's okay to be racist against, uh, uh, English people. Um, and and wholeheartedly agree. What what happens is you turn these people away while they're trying to cross the channel, and then they die in the middle of the channel. Uh, I, I think just last week I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in in London, um, and she was telling me that like 
20 or 30 people have died in the channel because of this policy over the yeah. last couple of days. Um, and, and so you, you have this, this, this neolib asshole who is Emmanuel Macron saying, oh, that's, that's not how you talk to, to each other. Um, there's no way to say that uh, Boris Johnson is being serious right now because you don't talk through tweets. And that's very indicative of the kind of rhetoric that surrounded Donald Trump, which was like a, a presidential decree can't be given through Twitter. And then and then you see like the institutions of government following whatever Trump said through Twitter. Uh, it turns out when whenever the head of an organization says something, no matter what medium it's said through, that resonates through the institution, which is why being an institutionalist is fucking bad yeah um sorry i'm getting angry (laughs) (laughs) so 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 we we see this this limp-wristed dumb fucking response to what boris johnson is saying from emmanuel macron emmanuel macron is is a neolib which is you know resonant with like fascist enabler uh because they don't (laughs) actually ever propose any kind of like resistance to fascism uh, they just say things like, that's not how you do fascism. You got to go through the proper <laughs> channels. Um, and, and then let's go to the next. There's a, there's a procedure. Yeah, there's there's a procedure to doing fascism and you're not following it. <laughs> so uh, what is the nationality and borders bill? Pretty Patel's UK immigration plan explained and what it means. Uh, government plans to strip people of their British citizenship without warning under the national nationality and borders bill have been uh, criticized. Um, so, so basically this, this is like a, a very uh, right wing immigration bill. Um, it passed. So, you know, when uh, Macron says, Oh, Boris Johnson is not being serious about turning people away at the channel. Uh, this passed. So this is now law in in the United Kingdom. Um, the bill, which seeks to curb English Channel crossings and change how asylum claims are processed, was subject to just nine minutes of debate on Wednesday after Deputy Speaker Dam no sorry <laughs> Dom Eleanor Lang accused opposition MPs of delaying tactics. Nine it, minutes. That's all. It, delaying that's tactics. All it we we have like. 20 hour fucking filibusters in in our in our government but 9 minutes of like debate is uh delaying tactics um so basically what's happened sorry the chat just got disconnected and I'm not sure why oh and you're frozen you were frozen i no you were frozen you were frozen <laughs> okay uh where where did i cut off at uh you cut off uh uh you're saying that uh that uh he that uh boris johnson wasn't serious about uh about uh you you have emmanuel macron saying uh uh boris johnson isn't serious and then you have a real legislative effort in the country to make it happen and it does happen and now um now channel crossings are going to be turned away and that's why 20 to 30 people have died in the last couple of days because 
this is now law. This is now what's being followed. Uh, did I, did I, did I say the thing about the delaying tactics? I got that. Oh right. yeah. yeah. That, that, okay. That's what, that's where, it, well, that's where it, uh, it, it cut off. I heard filibuster and then that was oh, it. Yeah. So we, so we had yeah. like a 20 hour fucking filibusters in our, our country, but nine minutes of fucking debate is delaying tactics. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, no, that this is, uh, this is now law. Um, and and one of the central figures to making this law is uh pretty patel uh pretty patel is uh a real weirdo if you ask me um she she's been she's been kind of spearheading this effort uh you may recognize pretty patel as not an english name and you would be right in recognizing that um I've got, I've got the, oh, we don't have to look up Pretty Patel. It's on the next right. link. Oh, okay. Fine. Fine. Yeah. I already thought about this, son. Um, but yeah, not knowing exactly what was lost in conversation. Uh, fuck Boris Johnson. Fuck Pretty Patel. Fuck Emmanuel Macron for not like having an actual response to either of them. Um, let's go to, uh, to the Pretty Patel Wikipedia real quick. Uh, Patel was born on 29. You don't have to zoom out. No, no, no. It was, it was on the, it was on the right. Uh... Oh, you want it at 300? Yeah, man. I got to have the big letters. I'm illiterate. Somebody <laughs> is translating this into hieroglyphics and then I'm, I'm interpreting it. Uh, <laughs> they're, just, they're just making the shapes uh, of the letters in their bodies you yeah. can only communicate through ymca dancers <laughs> look you're you're really throwing them off i'm having to memorize all the things they've been translating this entire time uh patel was born on 29 march 1972 to sushil and anjana patel in london her paternal grandparents were born in gujarat india before emigrating to Uganda and running a convenience store in Kampala. In the 1960s, her parents emigrated to the UK and settled in Hertfordshire. Uh, so she is a first-generation immigrant, essentially, uh, who who is uh, gatekeeping, gaslighting, and girl-bossing uh, anybody who's trying <laughs> to uh, to immigrate to the UK. Uh, and this this is, you know... We talked about it a little bit earlier, Idpol like failing all the time. This is another failure of Idpol where you have uh, a a POC girl boss who who is running the institution of cruel uh fascism. Um and yeah, and, and now to the point where people are being turned away in boats instead of like, you know, deport them, I guess if you really want to, if you really have to, you don't have to. There's never an instance where people have to be deported uh, economically. Uh, so any arguments against uh, against like assimilating people into your culture are fucking false. Whatever. If you really feel like you had to deport them, at least take them in and take care of them and then deport them. She's stopping it before you you take them in. And what is happening is people are dying in the English Channel now. Fuck her. Fuck Boris Johnson. Fuck Emmanuel Macron because he sucks and he can't fucking res- like 
actually perform resistance against these people. That's the problem with liberalism. It's the problem that liberalism has always had. That's why everything's fucked up. So is uh is it is it a is it a form of a benign racism to uh, uh feel that like uh, uh your fascist overlords are more humane if they're the same color as you? Well, here's the thing. But in a situation, and, and I'm glad that you brought that up because this is a point I wanted to make, but I like lost it when I was starting to get angry. Uh, in in the situation of somebody like uh, Pretty Patel, right? You you have you have these external forces, of course, and the external forces are saying if you're different, you shouldn't be in Britain, you shouldn't be in the UK, and if you're somebody who's already assimilated into the culture, what you do is you align with the the majority of the culture, and 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 you say, yeah, you're right. Uh, these people who are coming in dirty, weird, we don't like them. I'm one of you though. So we agree they're dirty, weird. I'm one <laughs> of you. Uh, it's internalized in that way. Um, so, so in some ways, like, yeah, it's understandable why she's doing this in other ways, like have a fucking backbone, you goddamn worthless piece of shit. Um, Was it a Cornell West that called the, uh... Uh, people of color like this uh, call. I think he calls them survivors. He does. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. There's, there's been a lot of work on this. Actually, um, I, I will probably make some attempt to link to this uh, if I can. Uh, but there was a really good talk on uh, uh, Jacobin's podcast with uh, Adolf and Toure Reed um, about uh, calling black leaders who who do this kind of thing or who align with like the neoliberal neoliberal class you shouldn't call them sellouts because first off it's a mistake to assume that there's a driving political force between behind all of black culture right yeah. like y- y- you can't say that every black person has the same politics and so when when you discuss things like whether or not there's a black vote you're making a mistake because there's not a black vote there are different uh uh sections of black people who believe wildly different things who come to different conclusions out of you know the 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 circumstances they live in whatever uh, there, there's no such thing as a black vote. There's no such thing as a as a Latino vote. There's no such thing as, uh, in in you know the UK's case here. There's no such thing as like, uh, Pretty Patel being a representative of Indians in in her country or Ugandans in her country, um, because because there there's such a level of atomization first off that none of these groups necessarily feel like they they are always connected to each other and secondly even if they are connected to each other as as we all know as as people who are on the left to some degree leftists fucking hate each other all the time <laughs> we, we disagree all the goddamn time right <laughs> HCA yeah, says yeah. as a Hispanic, this sadly rings true. Uh, I think you mean as a as a Latin X, <laughs> which is what two uh, percent of uh, people who are Hispanic identify as. <laughs> uh, but but it's, it's it's the same thing. It's it's the same thing where people say that oh the the Democratic Party has to win over the Latin vote. 
well, how do you win over a vote of people who don't agree on everything? Yeah. Um, I, I am technically Hispanic and I am wildly different than my parents. And I don't even know my like actual birth parents to a lot of degrees. I mean, I know my mother, but I don't know like my father's side of things and what he believes in and what his family believes in. And I'm pretty sure that I'm just like fucking misaligned with all of them to some degree. Um, that there is no such thing as a Latin vote. There's no such thing as a black vote. There's very little such a thing as a white vote. The only reason a white vote exists is because whiteness is, is a marker of purity in our culture and people have like improperly aligned themselves with whiteness. They're kind of cajoled into it to some degree. Uh, but even even saying that there's such a thing as a white vote is also a misnomer of of the situation. Um, huh. That that was more of a rant than I wanted to go on. Let's look at the uh, the last link here uh, before we uh, we take off. Uh oh. Unless unless you got something you want to add. Sorry. Oh no, sorry. You froze. I, 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 talk, I, I talked over a POC again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in fact, I I I will burn your local target down for it please do i'm yeah. actually gonna make a video pretty soon about burning down targets <laughs> <laughs> we everybody should burn down targets <laughs> uh, that's not a claim i'm making uh out loud that pointedly some people I mean, some people who may be john the producer think that but but i, I certainly mean, do not espouse that i mean as a proceduralist as long as you fill out the proper forms Oh yeah, that's really all it comes yeah. down to, right? Yeah. 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 Like I said, my pronouns are bureau and cross. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the last link. <laughs> uh so Redditors are spamming Kellogg's job portal in solidarity with its striking workers. Uh Kellogg's is trying to hire scabs. Uh, scabs, Fucking if you know, scabs. if you know the terminology of unions and uh, work worker like uh, rights, uh, scabs are people who uh, a company hires whenever the worker goes on strike to fill the position of all those workers so that they can just ignore the worker demands. Um, it, it it would be the wrong thing to say that scabs are bad people. Scabs are usually people who are desperate for a job. That's that's one of the major problems in in like the the capitalist system that we work under. Um, you can see it in such works as The Grapes of Wrath, where yeah. um, I forget uh, is it is it Tom Jode? Is that the the protagonist? I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm bad with names. No, no, no. Tom Joad is somebody that the protagonist thinks about. Haven't read the book in a while. Anyways, yes, yeah, uh, the the family in in the Grapes of Wrath <laughs> starts working for for an agricultural company. Uh, they're they're picking apples or grapes or something like that. Um, and <laughs> and then uh and and then the company decides that they can hire people for cheaper. Uh, and the protests of the workers, because this is during the Dust Bowl, and so people are desperate for work. The the protests of the workers are pushed to the side by people who are willing to work for less because they're desperate for anything. This is what happens with scabs. Um, 
which like like another thing too like uh like when a company like not just you know like solidarity and like fuck scabs but oftentimes like uh like uh i don't think it was this uh i can't remember if the john deere tractor workers uh did actually go on strike but they had gone on strike before no, 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 in the they, past. they did go on strike and they did I, okay i believe they reached an agreement unless i'm wrong yeah, and I, I think I might be thinking of a time in, in the past, but there was a like John Deere tractors, got quality machinery, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and but they're willing to cut the quality of their product to turn a buck. Exactly. And they had hired a bunch of scabs for a factory and sold a bunch of subpar, poorly put together tractors and were willing to like blemish the brand identity for that season of production yeah because they still make money regardless of whether or not the brand identity is blemished because they're also the sole proprietors of a certain uh certain uh sect of equipment essentially um you know like right to repair laws and stuff like that have meant that third parties can't produce parts that could be used in John Deere tractors. You have to go through a John Deere approved manufacturer or, or you have to go through John Deere itself. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so they're, they're willing to take on these losses because um, they know that they're, it, it's like, Apple, right? Apple, yeah. and this is something I understand better because I'm a fucking nerd. Apple works <laughs> off of its own product supply. So if Apple workers go on strike, the only way that you can replace a part in an Apple computer, iPhone, tablet, whatever, is with an Apple-approved product because that's how they've worked out their economy. Uh, so they will absolutely sell you an inferior replacement to whatever part needs to be replaced. But it, it's the only part that you can replace it with because they're the only people that have the specs to even create that part in the first place. Um, but they'll sell you that inferior product just because they know that it'll still turn a buck and yeah, it's an inferior product, but you need it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. When, when all those people who bought tractors that that uh, production season would have done better to just get another uh, another uh, uh, brand of tractor that had experienced workers that I guess hopefully they were paying better than uh, than John Deere was paying. Yeah, but because you can't get fucking fucking parts to it or whatever, which I don't know. Can you not get John Deere parts? Uh, no, I don't believe you can. Uh, oh. John John Deere is at the center of like a huge right to repair like lawsuit right now in a lot of oh. states. Um, They're probably going to win. They are probably going to win. Unfortunately, uh, there there has been some areas of success in the, in these lawsuits, but like there's there's still like a huge uh, uh, case there. I think. Um, but also, you know, when when you think about something like. Yeah, they could just get a different kind of tractor, like a different tractor manufacturer, right? Like, well, I mean, after you bought it, you can't. You got, you got to keep that thing for ten, well, well, fifteen, he, twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> even if, even if you think that, like, hey, I need to repair this thresher, uh, I can either pay like a shit ton of money to John Deere for a repair part for this thresher, or I can go through a different company, right? Um, 
there there is a homogenization of uh like work utilities right so i i work in facilities all of my tools are makita i can't swap out a battery between a uh, a milwaukee drill and a makita drill i need to have makita batteries and makita drills to operate that and if i already have the makita drills and batteries i might as well have a makita angle grinder right yeah so so a lot of these things where they where they have to make these changes between equipment sets they need to be part of the same company part of the same build and if there's uh if it's illegal to produce parts for a John Deere tractor outside of the John Deere manufacturer, then, then there's no right to repair. There's no right to replacement except for through, through the company. Yeah. All the technicians have to be approved or work for the corporation. Exactly. Yeah. And they'll replace them with technicians that don't know how to, re- to repair John Deere tractors because they don't as, give a shit. Yeah. As long as that profit <laughs> is, is kept through the company, They'll keep doing that kind of stuff, which is exactly what Kellogg's is trying to do, which is say, oh, yeah, we'll we'll hire some people that have no idea how to cut oats or whatever. But there are cut oats and there are brands, so we're going to make the money off of it or clean the machinery prop machinery properly because there's no trainer i'm guessing to train these people i'm hoping that whoever whoever the lead line guy was is standing is one of these guys standing here. I mean, he looks like a lead line guy, right? <laughs> uh, HC says in the uh, the comments, dude, we lost the Kellogg strike as far as I know. Yeah, I, I don't think it looks good for Kellogg's uh, strikers right now. Um, there, there's been a bunch of effort to shut down the Kellogg's recruiting portal, but it's a company with a lot of money and they can probably create more and more portals um yeah i mean yeah. It, w- once a company reaches a level of hiring scabs uh the battle has kind of been lost to a certain degree and um it, it's helpful that joe biden uh came out actually and he said this is troubling he didn't do anything <laughs> legislatively to like change it he didn't issue an executive order he didn't like say Hey Kellogg's, either you fucking agree with your workers or we'll stomp your dicks in with the US military. We only do that when there's <laughs> brown people coming across the border. Um instead what he did is he said, ah, very naughty of you, Kellogg's. Um I wish I could tell my boss this is troubling and then just like walk out of the room. We've all wanted to be there, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I guess I have uh, to run for president. <laughs> John McKinnon, twenty twenty eight. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, right. that that gives me enough time. Yeah, yeah, plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Groom yourself. Yeah. Wait, wake up on time for podcasts. Uh, I I did wake up on time <laughs> for my podcasts. You did. You did. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I brought that uh, up. That that's on me. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, I think I think we've expended any amount of uh, interest that could be put into this uh, this episode. Um, if you've listened so far, thank you very much for listening. If you would like to support this broadcast, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon will always be a free broadcast. 
However, if you would like to donate to the cause, uh, patreon.com slash Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Uh, you can also join us on the workshop that uh, Danko runs, uh, patreon.com slash Truncata, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A. You can either message or you can you can go there or you can uh, message uh, either Danko or myself and we'll give you access to the workshop. Uh, we, we love to have new faces there. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think you have anything to pitch, John. Uh, yeah, no, just, uh, that, uh, no, no uh, only fans yet. No, I'm see, I'm, I've, I've got a plan. I'm waiting for the listener to buy me a VR headset and then I will just Ooh. record myself, uh, playing VR games, not show them the VR games. It'll just be the camera focused on me naked. That's playing a VR yeah. game. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to take off. I I honestly, yeah. <laughs> I honestly think you're gonna you're gonna have <laughs> more, <laughs> more responses to that than you may want. <laughs> um, I, that'd be great. I just get five uh, uh, Oculuses in the mail. As always, <laughs> we love you. Please take your medicine. I'm Dorian. Please take mine too. And uh, make sure to share with your friends. All right, we love you guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, I hate my life. Mm. That's weird.